Well, hey there, Valley Creek Church. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's great to be with you today. Hey, let's do this. Let's, from wherever you're at, whether you're in Denton, here in Flower Mound, Louisville, the venue, watching online, let's all give each other a big welcome together. So the Christmas season really is here. And I know based off of Target and Home Depot, it feels like it's been here since August, but it's, it's really here now. It's here. And Christmas is, it's this fascinating thing because it kind of takes over the world. I mean, there's nothing like Christmas that takes over the entire world. I mean, just all of the movies, all of the music and the lights and the clothes and the decor and the events and the traditions. It's everywhere. It's got this awe and wonder to it. It kind of has this mystery and this magic. It has this ability to, to bring us together and to bring out our best. Except for two things, Christmas pictures and Christmas lights. Those don't bring out the best in anybody. I mean, Christmas pictures, like you're trying to get those awkward matching outfits and like the perfect poses and everybody just ends up mad and fighting and everybody just makes fun of Christmas pictures anyway. So you should just have fun with them. And then Christmas lights, like I don't get you, you use them once and you put them in a box and they sit perfectly still all year. Why don't they work again when you take them out? Like what happens to them sitting still? I don't get it. But even with lights and with pictures, there's still something really special about Christmas. And that's what we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks, is the power of Christmas. Now I say that, and there's really kind of usually pretty much two types of people in the room. There's people that are like, eh, I don't really care about Christmas. And people are like, yeah, Christmas! I'm more of that kind. I love Christmas. It was so hard not to wear like my flashing Christmas light sweater today. I mean, I love Christmas. And you, if you're that, like you probably heard me say, yeah, the power of Christmas. Like, yes, the power of Christmas. Christmas is awesome. And we're about to have the best Christmas ever. So I'm going to invite people and I'm going to include people. And they're going to come and nobody's going to have problems with their schedules or have to work. Everybody's going to be available. And man, I'm gonna, all my plans are going to work out. Nobody's going to get sick. Nobody's going to say something dumb and make people mad or fight. All my shopping's going to work out. I'm going to get all the presents that I'm looking for. Like, Everything's going to go perfect. The perfect Christmas, the perfect meals, the perfect outfits until everything that wasn't supposed to happen happens. And then it feels like the power of Christmas is gone. And the last thing you want to be around is family. And the only mission you have is to make it to New Year's so you can start all over again. Does Christmas ever feel like that for you? Or am I the only one? Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. But like, why is that? If Christmas is so magical and powerful, like, why can so much go wrong and we be left feeling so empty and miserable? Well, here's a bigger question. Why can we be with family and all the ones that we love and have everything go right and still feel that way? Like, why can we be surrounded by our family and our friends, gather together, have activities, and, and yet it still falls short and we're left feeling empty? Because nobody can deny, I mean, Christmas is all about family. I mean, everything with Christmas has to do with family. I mean, it's all about college students coming home for the holidays, home for Christmas. And every Christmas movie revolves around the plot of a family. And every Christmas card is a family Christmas picture. And you travel as a family to go and be with family. Like, it's all about family. But why doesn't it have more power when we're together as a family? I think it's because our, our perspective is off just a little bit about Christmas. 
That the reason Christmas falls short for so many of us is because we've made it all about family. And that's not what Christmas is all about. And I like, don't throw anything at me. Like, get this guy out of here. Like, I'm sorry to say, but Christmas is not all about family. That's why we miss it. That's why it comes up short. Because the power of Christmas isn't in family. The power of Christmas is in being a family on mission. That's where the power of Christmas is. The power of Christmas for you and the power of Christmas for others is in being a family on mission. That's when it's unlocked. Now I say that, family on mission, you're like, what what does that even mean? What does it mean to be a family on mission? It means that Christmas isn't about lights and it's not about presents and it's not even about gathering together as a family. Christmas is about when a family on mission carried the hope of Jesus into the world to you and to me and that changed everything. That's family on mission. I mean, just look at the Christmas story and let's, Let's think about two of the most well-known people in the Christmas story, Mary and Joseph. And when we think about Mary and Joseph, usually we go straight to the, the, the nativity scene and, and we think of them, they're like in their perfect clean robes and they got little snuggly baby Jesus is in his perfect little blanket and his white little fluffy sheep. It's just this perfect picture of this perfect family. And that's not what it was actually like at all. I mean, think about Mary first. So, Mary is, she's this young adult, and she's engaged to be married. So she's probably in that little phase where she's, like, mapping out her whole life. I'm planning everything. I'm planning my wedding. I'm planning, you know, the house we're going to have and all how it's going to be decorated. I'm planning out all of our friends and who our friends are going to be and how we're going to hang out with them and what we're going to do. And, I mean, she's, like, mapping out their whole life. And then an angel appears to her out of nowhere. And in Luke, an angel comes to her and says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and his kingdom will never end. All right. Think about what just happened to Mary. Okay, her world just got rocked. I mean, an angel, a real live angel just showed up to talk to her. It says greatly troubled, but I think that's the Bible just being really kind. I'm sure greatly troubled is a little more like totally freaked out. I mean, an angel comes to her and then the angel says, you're going to have the son of God like inside of you. You're going to be the mother to the son of God, the savior of the world. And that, you know, you're a virgin that the Holy Spirit's going to place this thing inside of this, this baby inside of you. I mean, talk about overwhelmed. Everything she's hearing right now and all of her plans, all this life that she has mapped out. It's changed in an instant. All her expectations. And now think of all the thoughts she's just got like, how's this going to happen? What am I going to do? And man, I'm not married. I'm about to be pregnant. What's Joseph going to think? What's everybody else going to think? I mean, all these fears, all these what ifs. And if that's not enough, think about Joseph. So Joseph, I mean, he's humming along like life's good. And he's the same deal. He's kind of mapping stuff out. They've got the wedding coming. So I'm sure he's working hard and he's saving up for that house they're going to buy. And he's planning what they're going to do for the honeymoon. And he's losing weight for the wedding. And all of a sudden, his fiance is pregnant. And his world gets totally rocked. And Joseph doesn't handle it very well. He decides, you know what? 
I'm out. He says, I'm done. I'm breaking off the engagement. I'm breaking off the wedding. We're done. And then an angel of the Lord comes to Joseph and says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now Joseph's world gets rocked again. First his fiancée ends up pregnant. Now he finds out she's pregnant with the Son of God. I've got to be the father to the Savior of the world. I mean, imagine how overwhelmed he is in this moment. Again, all his expectations, all his plans are changed in a moment. And now all his fears, all these what-ifs are swirling around him. I mean, these are basically two teenagers that have just had their lives flipped upside down. Does Christmas ever feel like that for you? Everything you've been expecting, all the plans that you've made, everything mapped out, and then just boom, in an instant, everything changed. All your plans are gone. And now a mountain of what-ifs is piled up in front of you. Maybe it's a doctor's report that came out of nowhere. Maybe it's the person you spent Christmas with last year isn't with you anymore. Maybe all your circumstances have changed and you don't have that job or that house or that relationship. And it's just all fear and doubt piling up. What do you do when your world feels like it's just spinning out of control? What we can all do is take a cue from Mary and Joseph. Because they could have focused on all of that swirl, all the what ifs, all the fears. But instead they chose to focus on God, who he is, and the mission that he brought to them. I mean, look at the responses that they have. Look at Mary's response in Luke. She says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And Joseph's response, he says that when he woke up from the angel in the dream, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded, and he took Mary home as his wife. They didn't run away from it. They didn't turn away from each other. They actually leaned into it. They leaned into the mission, and that's when everything began to change. And that's why we don't read about this, this couple who were having problems and like fell apart. We never hear from them again. And Mary and Joseph are known around the world because they became a family on mission with Jesus. They were on mission with Jesus. Mary was on mission to carry Jesus into the world. Joseph was on mission to be the first to declare the name of Jesus to the world. And it was on mission that they overcame their fears and doubts and that they found hope, that the power of Christmas was unlocked and they found new life, new purpose, new destiny. See, Christmas isn't about just getting together as a family. Christmas is about being a family on mission. And Mary and Joseph, the Christmas story, and it, it shows us that this has been God's heart. This is his plan all along, is to build a family for himself, a family on mission. The whole Bible is this story about God building a family, a family on mission. And this, all this matters because Mary and Joseph were a family on mission bringing Jesus so that Jesus could be on mission to you and me. That's why this matters. And look at how it all started. I mean, this has been God's plan all along. Go all the way back to the beginning in Genesis. It says, when God created mankind in his own image, 
In the image of God, he created them, male and female, a family. He created them. And he blessed them and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. When God started, he started with family. And immediately he gave that family mission. He created Adam and Eve and then he said, now, be fruitful. Live a life of productive beauty. Multiply, go reproduce that in others. Fill the earth and subdue it. Go rule and reign. Go make a difference. Go change the world around you. This was God's original design. To have a perfect relationship as a family with the Father and with each other. To live this life of purpose. But then everything changed. See, just a couple of chapters later, all of it was lost. The family was broken and the mission was gone. See, Adam and Eve chose the lies of Satan over the truth of God and sin and death entered the world and that perfect family was shattered and broken. And Christmas is when God came to restore his family and to restore the mission. This is what Christmas is all about, that God started with Adam and Eve. And when that was lost, he started again with Mary and Joseph on mission, bringing Jesus and Jesus on mission for you and for me so that we could be a family on mission. I mean, that's why there's such a big draw to family at Christmas. We were created by a father and we were restored through his son. I mean, family is ingrained in us, but so is mission. Because when you've been touched by the mission of Jesus, you can't help but be part of the mission of Jesus. You can't help. That's what's ingrained inside of you. I mean, look, look in Luke 19. This is, this is the mission of God. It says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. That was Jesus' mission, to seek and save the lost, to seek and save you and me. Everything that had been lost, he came to bring it back. Lost hope, lost relationship, lost destiny, lost purpose. To bring God's lost children home, that's what Jesus came to do. And once you've had all the lost restored back to you, when you've had everything that you lost restored back by Jesus, you can't help but want to go and share that with others. I mean, that hope is uncontainable. You can't help but now go and do the same for others. And that's, that's what this picture of Mary and Joseph are. It's not just this quaint little nativity scene. This is a picture of a family on mission to carry hope into the world. And now we get to do the same. And the reality is, like, like everybody in here is on mission. Everybody in here is on mission because it's hardwired in us. It's just maybe not for the right thing because we let mission get a little distorted. That's why we will go to ridiculous lengths to do certain things. And especially around Christmas time, you see a lot of misdirected mission at Christmas. I mean, just look at some of the videos from Black Friday shopping. And I mean, people are throwing down and, and it's pretty bad. But I mean, that's, they're on mission. It's just misdirected mission. Or people that will use, I mean, they like lose years off their life from the anxiety and the stress of trying to pull off the best of Christmas. I mean, just the best Christmas party and the best decorations and the best meals and the best everything. They're on mission. It's just misdirected. And Christmas is an opportunity to direct us back to the mission of Jesus and others. 
Because see, the first mission God had was reconciling you and me. And the second mission he had is us reconciling others. See, reconcile means to, to restore, to make right. That's what reconciling is. But honestly, the hardest place to start is where some of us need to start is, is reconciling with our own family. Because you've got to go on mission for your family before you can go on mission as a family. But that's where we can get stuck in the reconciling, in the restoring and making right with our families just because of the past experiences we've had, past hurts that we've had with family. But look, look back at, in Luke what God says through the angel to Mary. He says, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. Okay, this is what God says to you right now. Don't be afraid. I picked you. You have my favor. You have my grace. You don't have to be afraid. I brought hope to you so you can bring hope to your family. And that's when the power of Christmas gets put on display. That's when relationships can be restored. When families can be healed. Where forgiveness can be released. But let me tell you, I, like I know, some of you are you're sitting right here and I know your family is completely broken. And you're sitting here and you feel totally alone let me tell you you are not alone okay you are included in this family and you are wanted and you are valued and you are loved and you are part of a bigger family that is not broken we are on mission with you and you are on mission with us you are part of this family on mission so there is hope Christmas doesn't have to be like what it's been like before. Jesus came to change all of that. Through family on mission, he came to change it all. That no matter what Christmas has been like for you in the past, through a family on mission, the power of Christmas is here to change everything and make things different. And so if you want to experience the power of Christmas this year, through being a family on mission, I got three simple things that we can do. Three things. Number one is this, invest in others. Just invest in others. And it, like, think about how much God invested in you. He gave his very best, Jesus, for you and for me. He held nothing back. And Jesus invested his very life into us. He invested everything in us. Think about how generous the Father and the Son are. Are you generous as a family? Think about how much the Father and the Son served us and blessed us. Are you serving and are you blessing? And 1 Corinthians tells us this. It says, no one should seek the, their own good, but the good of others. So Christmas isn't about a me. It's about a we. So what if this year we made Christmas a little less about our own good and a little more about the good of others? Let me tell you about a story from just last Christmas here at Valley Creek. So there was a, a single mom who'd been coming to Valley Creek for a while and and it's already, already tough being a single mom and having two young kids and she's working full time and she's just having a hard time making ends meet. And then she, she has a brain tumor and she starts to experience just a lot of things with her health and, and it's just looking really hopeless, and especially coming into the Christmas season. Then you have a couple of families in Valley Creek that decide to go on mission for her. And they find out a whole bunch of things that the kids like and the kids want and they find out some of the things that, that she likes and wants and they come and they overwhelm them 
with generosity. I mean, it's so much, she can't even fit all of the presents in her car and in her trunk. Everything that they got for them, everything that they got for the kids, they invested their time, they invested their resources, they invested their love into this family, and the power of Christmas was put on display. And this family found hope, and they found life. They found belonging, they found a family. And that power, like, it didn't just stay there. It actually traveled across states, because this, this mom's family, all her family was out of state. And when they heard what happened, a few weeks later, one of her family members actually flies to Texas just to come to this church, just to meet this family on mission that so impacted her family. And now she is a part of this family on mission, like sharing this hope of Jesus with others. That's incredible what happens when we are willing to invest in other people. And so what would it look like for you to invest in others this Christmas? Like maybe it's just go give a surprise present to somebody. Maybe it's go write some cards to some people in your life. Maybe go help a neighbor with a project. Go serve a neighbor. Maybe sign up to serve at a Christmas service. Maybe go be part of what we're doing at the Next Step Center. There's a lot of ways. Here's something that's really simple. It's really easy, but it's really profound. Just talk to somebody. Make the time. Stop your work. Look up. Look somebody in the eye and just talk to them. Ask them questions and listen. You have no idea how powerful it can be when you just invest your time into someone to talk and to listen to them. We are a family on mission when we invest in others with the hope and the love of Jesus. The next thing we can do is this, is just to include others. To include others. When you look at the Christmas story, it's, it's, it's like the most inclusive story in the Bible. I mean, everybody involved has no reason to be together. It's like total misfits. It breaks down every wall and every barrier. I mean, you, you got the wise men. So they're these, these essentially kind of, uh, you know, highly educated elite of society from the East. And then you have the shepherds, and they're the polar opposite. They're like the lowly, uh, uneducated. Nobody wants them around. Nobody wants to see them. Then you've got all of these animals, and then you've got a heavenly host of angels. you got this teenage couple about to have a baby in a barn and a food trough. I mean, it's like nobody fits together in this story, but that's the power of Christmas. It breaks down walls. It breaks down barriers. That's what a family on mission does. It puts the power of Christmas on display. So what would it look like for you to include the unincluded? What would it look like for you to include people that aren't like you? Yeah. <laughs> it get a little crazy, <laughs> but gets awesome. And look at this verse in Hebrews. Hebrews 10 says, discover creative ways to encourage each other. And this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. Okay, this season is not the time to lean out. It is the time to lean in, stay involved and include people. And get creative with it. Like, think about, like, how can I include people in what's happening in my life? Here's a great question to ask. What can you avoid doing by yourself? You do stuff all the time. What can you avoid doing by yourself? Just include somebody into that. You got normal things you do all the time. Include people into it. Or maybe do something different. Maybe have a party. Have a dinner. Invite people to come hang out. Have a, have a game night. 
Have a Christmas movie watching party. Watch a Christmas story. Invite people to dress up for it. Have a Red Rider like BB gun shooting contest in your backyard. Like great stuff. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. Or maybe it's, again, just your normal life, but you just look up and notice someone and include them in what you're doing. Because we're a family on mission when we include other people and we share life with them. So when we're on mission, we invest in others and we include others, but neither of those have a chance to happen if we don't do this, if we don't invite others. It starts there. You've got to invite others. And we got a ton of Christmas services coming up. And every single one of them is an opportunity to invite other people. But I want you to think about this. Like, how often do you come to things you're not invited to? It's really, you just show up at weddings and parties and stuff like, unless you are really secure and really carefree and just kind of don't care, you don't show up to things you're not invited to. So people are not compelled to come here just because it's Christmas. They come because they're invited. They come because they're invited. And there's something special about the Christmas season, though. When God, as a father, was on mission with his son, and when Mary and Joseph were on mission to carry Jesus into the world, that when we're on mission to share the hope of Jesus with others, there's something about the Christmas season that people are more open to respond to it. And so don't miss out. Because it's interesting, when you, when you look at the Christmas story, the first people to invite are angels. When they invite the shepherds. I think that's interesting because I think it, it says there's something supernatural about inviting. First to invite are supernatural beings. And the invitation is to come and meet Jesus. Because every invitation to meet Jesus is supernatural. And you look at Jesus, like all through the Gospels, Jesus is the ultimate inviter. Like he's always inviting. And you see it changes everything. Like when he invites the disciples to come and follow him, their lives are changed forever. And in John 1, we see Jesus that, that he invites Philip to come and encounter him. And, and that begins to change everything. And then you see Philip goes and grabs his friend Nathaniel. And he, and he tells Nathaniel, he's like, hey man, I found Jesus, the Messiah that was prophesied to come out of Nazareth. But look at his buddy's response. Nazareth, he says, Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? You ever have people say that when you invite them to church? Like, church? Can anything good come from church? Like, what could there possibly be relevant to my life at church? Look at Philip's response to Nathaniel. Come and see for yourself. Because Philip knew, because he'd already been changed by it. One invitation changes everything. He knew Jesus was the most relevant thing on the face of the earth. So don't worry what they say. Just say, hey, come and see. Because the gospel, the good news of Jesus is going to be put on full display here at Christmas. The hope, the life, everything that Jesus offers. Don't you want that for the people in your life? For them to encounter and experience that? For them to come and to know that God is good even when the world is not. That Jesus has forgiven them regardless of what they've done. That they are loved for who they are, not for what they do. And that everything is possible. There is always hope. Don't you want the people in your life to hear that? 
to experience that? See, Christmas isn't about our activities. It's not about our plans. It's about being a family on mission with Jesus. And one invitation can change everything. So everybody, hopefully you got one of these and hopefully you grab a whole bunch more when you leave. And that these, remember, they're invite cards. They're not awareness cards. All right? We all know what's happening around here. We know where we are and we know when our services are. These are to invite people that have no clue where we're at and they have no clue what kind of services we're having. This is for you to go and take it to them and say, will you come with me? And it's not just an invitation to church, it's an invitation to meet Jesus. And think of everything that's being said when you invite somebody. Everything else. When you invite somebody, it says you are valued. It says you are noticed. It says you matter. It says you're wanted. It says you belong. It says there's a place for you. There is so much said through an invitation. And so I want you to, don't just think about who should I invite. Think about how many. How many people can I invite to meet Jesus this year? Because we are a family on mission when we invest and include and invite. And don't miss this. I want you to, to think about it and realize this is exactly what Jesus did for you. Jesus invested everything in you. His life, his grace, his hope, his righteousness, his forgiveness. Jesus includes you into his family as a righteous, beloved son or daughter. And he invites you to come and be a part of the greatest adventure of all time. Bringing God's lost children home. So Christmas is coming. Whether you want it to or not, it comes around every single year. And maybe you dread it. Maybe it brings up some painful memories for you. But hey, don't be afraid. You have a family and you have a mission. And may that change everything for you this year. This year, may every time you see a nativity scene, may you think about Mary and Joseph as a family on mission, sharing the hope of Jesus with you. That this couple who was about to fall apart was brought together through the power of Christmas. And that power of Christmas is still touching us today. So let's not settle for a powerless Christmas. Let's put the power of Christmas on display by being a family on mission to share the hope of Jesus with others. Because family isn't complete until it's on mission. So what would it look like for you to go on mission to invite to invest, to include the way that Jesus did for you. Let's pray together. So Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you were on mission for us. We thank you that you held nothing back, that you invested your life into us. We thank you that you included us in your family and we thank you that you invited us to come and be a part of your mission. I pray that that would go deep into the hearts of the Valley Creek family. That not one of us would leave here without being touched by your mission and being inspired by it and the hope that it brings. I pray that there are families that are healed and restored this Christmas season. I pray that the power of Christmas is put on display in our lives and that we put that on display to others. And so may this truly be a marker stone Christmas in the life of Valley Creek as we go on mission to share your hope, with Jesus, uh, your hope, Jesus, to this world around us, 
May the power of Christmas be unlocked. And may we see it change the world around us forever. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.